Welcome to the Taking the Lead podcast, where we empower people to be unstoppable. I'm Christina Hepner with my co-hosts, Leslie Hoskins and Timothy Cuneo. So we have a lot happening in 2024 at Leader Dog. And one of those events is our big Dinner in the Dark event coming up. I can't believe it's already happening. This year is going by so fast already. And I know we say that every year. Yes, we do. We say it every year. (laughs) However, uh, yeah, Friday, March 8th is Dinner in the Dark. We're doing it again, 2024. Yes. How exciting. uh, And Timothy, you were our uh, star client, but it was the COVID year, right? Yeah. Yeah, COVID year. It's about three years ago. 2021 must have been because we had yeah. COVID in, tw- or I'm sorry, we didn't have COVID. Well, everybody had COVID in 2020, but um, we actually had dinner Virtual. in the dark in 2020, yeah. like right before kind of the world shut down. It was oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then that next year is when I joined the team and it was virtual. Okay. So it was 2021 that Timothy was the yes. client highlight. Yep. Yes. That's when that crew came out and we had that big uh, snowmageddon here in oh, Georgia. Oh, yeah. So. That's right. Yeah. This year, excited because we're um, actually highlighting our youth O&M and our teen program. So that's really cool. Yeah, that is really exciting. We have a lot of cool things going on for teens right now with teen slash youth O&M and then, our, of course, our teen summer camp, which I won't talk about because Christina always gives me that look when I go on and on and on and on, and on about camp. So I won't do it, but... We'll have to do a whole episode yes. on camp. We haven't done that yet. We should do that this year. Happy to. <laughs> I, he, here's the thing. On that episode, I'll just stay quiet the whole time. <laughs> Uh, Dinner in the Dark is so much fun. Uh, Christina, I know you went last year with your family and Johnny and I did the same. I had my husband and uh, my parents came, which was really fun to show them a little bit of what I do and the big event. And so everybody eats under blindfolds Mm -hmm. um, to get an idea of what it's like. Of course, it's just a small glimpse as everybody can take their blindfold off. Uh, But really people, they do it. It's really a fun experience and everybody participates. And it's, uh, you know, I think it builds some understanding and empathy yeah, amongst a lot of our donors, which is pretty cool. And volunteers come and puppy raisers. And it's just, it's a really nice event. Yeah, it's great to see everybody in one space. I know, you know, throughout the year we touch our volunteers or we, you know, see donors and all of that, but it's nice to have everybody in one space, mingling together, getting to know people. And then also seeing, you know, there's puppies there that are being raised. So it's cool for people to see that process because sometimes there's little puppies, but then there's puppies that are in the older phase getting ready to come back to training. So um, it's really cool. Well, my big question is, how's the food? The food is good. I actually, uh, a couple of years ago, I must have been 2020, got to go to like the taste testing at a time. And that was so much fun. It's at MGM oh. downtown Detroit. It's really good food. And it's a good time to learn too. So we have what we call the walk the walk experience. Our O&M team is there teaching a little bit of human guide, teaching some basic cane techniques, just kind of explaining a little bit more about vision loss and mm-hmm. the tools that are available to people who are blind or visually impaired. So great opportunity to learn and meet folks. Yeah, all the information is on our website, leaderdog.org. Go to our events tab and click on Dinner in the Dark and you'll see everything that is happening that day. Yeah, so we hope to see everybody there. If you have questions, of course, Christina just told you to check out the website. But today, our guest is a Leader Dog client who has been actively sharing about his journey on social media. Walker Jones was diagnosed with Usher syndrome 10 years ago. He came to Leader Dog for orientation and mobility and is now using social media to educate and share his story. 
Walker, welcome to the podcast. Can you describe what your life was like before you came to Leader Dog with your Usher syndrome? It was pretty crazy. Um, I got to say that I didn't really come into my own about any of this until about six months ago. Because before that, I was just living in like a type of denial that I didn't want people to know I was blind because I knew that that would come with a lot of changes. Like people in my family, my friends obviously knew, but out in public, I just didn't want to be treated different. So I kind of just did that little fake it till you make it thing. And it became too hard to do. You know, you, you just can't fake it so good that, you know, when you're bumping into things and knocking stuff over, it's obvious something's wrong. It was just pretty hard, man. Yeah. What, was there like an event that happened or something that made you stop and think like, okay, I've got to figure something out. Like I have to find a mobility device or I need, I need to be safe. I remember the day, it was sometime in June, and my son had one of those little hoverboards that they ride around the house in, mm -hmm. you know, I'm talking about a little popular hoverboard, and they weigh like 50 pounds, and he left it right in the living room floor, and I kicked it so hard just <sighs> walking that I split my big toenail all the way down the middle. Oh my gosh. And I had to super glue my toe together <laughs> for the toenail again. <laughs> and oh I just remember being like super mad. Like I was, yeah. you know, I'm cussing. I'm like, I'm not cussing at him, right. but I'm just like, I'm so tired of this. I, I looked at my girlfriend and I was like, I'm, that's it. I'm done. I'm sick of it. I can't do this anymore. And she's like, well, what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. There's something on the internet, I'm sure. So I got online <laughs> and I started, <laughs> I got online and I started looking and, I came across several um, places. You know, I didn't know what it was called. I didn't know what O and M was. I just typed in how to how to learn to walk with a cane. I figured that was a thing, right? Yeah. And I typed in. A, I got a couple of them, and I seen Leader Dog on there. But at first, I was like, "That's way too far. That's all the way in Michigan." So I started looking for the ones that were closer to Georgia, and all of those couldn't help. And, and I was like, well, it, in my mind, I didn't know anything that it was like a nonprofit free thing. So I was like, ah, there's no way I could fly up there. So I just gave up for like a couple of days. And then there was one other person that lived in my area who had RP. And I think hers is, if people don't know, RP is short for retinitis pigmentosa. She, um, she's not as nearly bad off as I was, but she said, well, I heard of this place called Leader Dog for the Blind in Michigan. They do nonprofit and they'll fly you up there and do all that stuff. I was like, really? I think I seen that website the other day. I was assuming I had to pay for my own stuff. And so I called the number and I spoke to um, a nice woman named Shadell. And she answered all my questions. And before you know it, I was up there almost a month and a half later. That's awesome. I, and I think so many people experience that, right? Like you don't even know that that orientation and mobility exists. I don't think many people do unless you have direct need for it or know somebody. Uh, mm -hmm. So that random Google search is something we're always trying to figure out is like, how can yeah. we get people who are searching these things and something our marketing team works on? But I'm so glad that you found that content. How to walk with a stick. Yeah, how yeah. Do I put, yeah, these are all things that we have <laughs> so that hopefully our ads pop up um, when you're doing those Google searches. But, and I'm glad to hear that it did. And the, I'm so glad that you connected and you were here before you know it. So you came for orientation and mobility. Tell us a little bit about what that was like. Did it meet your expectations? Oh, it was beyond my expectations. When I went up there, I was scared out of my mind because 
I didn't know anyone who was blind. I think when I first walked through the door, I was a little, like, I almost was like, maybe I shouldn't do this. You know what I mean? Like, this is kind of crazy. I'm not blind, but I didn't really know about this whole spectrum thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought I needed to be worse than I was. And I remember going to the office and them being like, hey, you can sign your own thing without the little card. I was like, well, yeah. I was like, man, I don't belong here. Just because I felt like I just wasn't blind enough. And everyone was so nice. And that is the biggest thing. And all the friends I made while I was there, I still talk to all of them. I think one of them I couldn't figure out. I forgot to get her number and lost contact. But it met my expectations beyond what I ever thought it would be. I thought I was just going to come up in here and it's going to be like school. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I hate school. <laughs> so, it was it was just awesome. Y'all like accommodated me in every single way that they could. And I kind of felt like I was being treated like a king. And it was just, I don't know, I left with nothing bad to say about the place. Well, Walker, it sounds like you and I have the same story, and it's intriguing that both I and you denied everything, and we had to get to that point where, like, when you kicked that hoverboard, that that was the moment for you. And for me, I had to get to that point. All of us had to get to that point where we got to decide mm -hmm. we've got to move on and make our lives better and accept what's going on. And I'm glad that you finally did that, and I'm glad that I did that because both of our lives have been improved going to leader dog and nothing bad ever came out of it except in it so yeah i'm so glad you guys both finally came out of it too but you know the whole thing about it is it's it's not like a linear path right that's one thing we talk about mm -hmm. all the time is you go back and forth and you maybe you overcame denial and then you're feeling good right now you're confident but it can come back and you can lose more vision and it's just like the spectrum that kind of everybody goes back and forth on and I think being conscious of where you're at and talking about it and recognizing that you're not alone and there's, there's others out there and there's people to help, which um, is what we're trying to do. So I think that's incredible. And mm -hmm. also both of you right now, just sharing your stories and talking about this. And I know we want to talk about Walker, your platform and what you're doing on social media. And this is kind of a great leeway into that. Do you mind sharing a little bit about your social media? Well, I feel like when I first came back from Leader Dogs, I felt like, you know, I to kind of preface that, before that, when I was just kind of living in denial, I didn't know what to do in my life. You know what I mean? I was just like, I'm, I'm dealing with this thing, and I'm not even really sure what's going on. I mean, I knew what the disease I had was, but I didn't know what it was going to become of me and all these things. And then when I came back from Leader Dog, it was the first time I felt like I had something to do. You know what I mean? I was like, this whole thing with denial, I feel like one of the reasons why I did it was... I guess because when I would get online and I'd start researching this stuff and trying to figure out what's going on in my own in my own eyes, there was nobody online or making videos that made it seem like it was fun or like it ain't the end of the world or anything. It would just be like, oh, this is how you use a cane. And it was just all tutorials and nobody ever made it seem like it was cool, in my opinion. And I felt like if I had something like that for me, I might have would have came a little sooner. Maybe a lot sooner. Maybe it would have been inspired me years ago. So for me, doing the social media thing was my way of trying to inspire other people and hopefully a lot sooner than I was inspired to finally do it. I don't want them to have to get to that point where I kick the hoverboard and just get mad, start, you know, spiraling out because I'm just so upset. I want them to just be like, man, this ain't even that bad. That guy over there said it was cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he said it's all good. 
I wish I had that. So with the TikTok thing, TikTok kind of seems to be the thing right now, right? Everyone's yes. on TikTok. So I thought that that would be the best way to reach the most ears. And I know that another thing that was thinking in, that was in my head was, you know, Usher syndrome, a lot of people get diagnosed in their younger years. It's mostly kids that are on TikTok, right? So I was like, these teenagers that are on there might see my stuff. Yeah. And then go, man, you know what? That guy said this was cool. That guy's walking around. He's, he doesn't make, he, he doesn't have to dress a certain way. The blind people don't look, he looks like everyone else. And he's just vibing and chilling. I'll go to leader dogs. You know <laughs> what I mean? So that's kind of what I was trying to do. I love that. We shared your video on our social channels and so many people were like, wow, that's a really cool way to put how you see things or how you use a cane. Um, so I think what you're doing is great because representation matters so much. Being able to, you know, see, especially, you know, how you're talking about teenagers, being able to see, you know, or hear or understand what they're going through or have someone to relate to is so important. So mm -hmm. I think what you're doing is amazing. And I think you're going to help a lot of people doing it. That's the goal. <laughs> well, it seems like you're telling everybody, you know, it's not the end of the world. You're taking it by the horns and you're directing it. It's not directing you anymore. And that's basically what happens when somebody goes to the leader dog. They take over that eye disease or whatever it is. They don't let it dictate it anymore. And thank you for doing that on TikTok. I know that's reaching a lot of people. Oh, you're welcome, man. I think to, just like you said, it's not the end of the world. In my eyes, it's, it's kind of the beginning of a new one, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, you're saying I'm changing, I'm grabbing life by the horns, and I'm going to control it. It ain't controlling me anymore. It's just exactly like you said. Yeah, and so, you know, you said you want to reach people who are younger or, you know, anyone who may be on TikTok. Um, so what advice would you give uh, someone else who, um, you know, may be getting that diagnosis for the first time, who isn't sure what to do or where to go. You know, I know you recently went through it. So being recently out of it, what advice would you give someone? Um, I would say just, you know, just do it. A lot of the reasons people deny this whole thing is because they don't like the perception of them once they seem like they're blind or whatever, right? And the way I always describe life is everyone you walk past, you're probably never going to see them again. You know what I mean? So what do you care what they think? I think what you should do is take control of your life. I think what you should do is not let it control your life. I think that if you refuse to get the help that you need, and, you know, uh, I feel like a lot of people know they need the help before they admit to themselves they do need it. I think they know deep inside they need it. They just don't want it. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, we all had to go through it. We all had to experience the same thing. Just like Timothy said, he went through the denial. And at the end of the day, you know, you got to get where you're going. You got to, if you got somewhere you got to be and you can't safely get there, what good does that do you to hold yourself back? You know what I mean? If you got stuff you got to do, you got to do it. And for me, that's kind of how I felt. So I think... The advice I would give everyone is to just take control of their life and don't let it hold them back because I actually feel like I'm even more badass now that I got a cane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 
That's awesome. I got a stick I can hit people with if they mess with me. That's right. I'm not even mad that you're calling well, a stick right now. And you know what? That I will say, um, as a team member, we were able to go through that a little snippet of what you guys go through in a week. And it is hard. Yeah. It is it is a skill you have to learn. So yeah, I would say that you are amazing for learning that skill. And you should flaunt it. Absolutely. It is not easy. And honestly, you don't learn it all in that one week. You got no. so much more to do when you get home. So how are you feeling now? You've come, you've gone through at least a week of training, and you're right, you do not learn everything in just those five days. But it's a really good start. How are you feeling since you've been home? Oh, it's, um, my life's totally, totally different. It's the complete opposite of what it was before. I'm not saying it was, you know, a complete 180. I guess I said complete opposite in the 180, but I was okay at faking it. I was pretty good at it so much so that all the people that I ran into after the fact would be like, wait, you were blind? Right. They didn't even realize it. And I was like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a long story. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I think that I'm way more confident. I know that when I would walk around at night, you know, just like say you got to go out to the car, get something that's in the driveway and you can't see. I used to always use my flashlight to get out there or a headlamp on my head. Yeah. And I feel like most people around me can attest to the fact that I don't even use a flashlight at all anymore. I just use my cane to find my way to the car. And I use my cane everywhere I go. It doesn't matter where I go. I use it. I was moving. So we just moved into a new house mm-hmm. Thursday. Oh my gosh. And the whole time I was moving, I had my cane in one hand and a box in the other. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't put it down for nothing because it's made me that much confident having it on me. Yeah. And it's really... Honestly, I don't, I'm not afraid to go anywhere. I'm not afraid to walk anywhere. I'm not afraid to, to do anything anymore. It's an extension of you. Yes. It's almost like having just longer arms. Yeah, absolutely. It's telling you all the information you need to know about the ground. Mm-hmm. I think that's incredible. So what has been people's reaction? So you said people didn't even know you were blind. Now you're traveling with the cane everywhere. How have people reacted or supported both in your personal life and on social media? Well... Before, you know, for the last couple of years, I've been a photographer. So that's actually how I already knew how to work a camera pretty well for TikTok. Yeah. And, you know, doing that, we mostly did weddings, which they were pretty hard to do when you're trying to fake it and get good pictures and do all these other things. And we've run into couples who um, we did weddings for and they would see me with my cane and they'd be like, hold up, when did this happen? (laughs) We just seen you six months ago. And I was like, I know, kind of wild, isn't it? (laughs) And they were like, so you were blind? I was like, yeah, I just kind of, you know, I can see a little bit. And you got to explain the spectrum and the whole thing. And then it starts to make sense. But their reaction is always a surprise because I think I was pretty good at faking it. Like I was almost like a master at it. It's it's a talent. You develop it over years. I'm sure Timothy could attest to the same thing. Yes, I can. Um, (laughs) Until you bump into stuff and then all of a sudden you you look like a a dummy. But... (laughs) It is a complete opposite. My family reacting to what I've been doing has been largely positive. Okay. My son loves it. My girlfriend watches every video and likes it and comments on there. Try to get that algorithm going for you, boy. Yeah. Make sure you share your social media. Where can people find you? You can find me at at tunnel.vision6. Awesome. So everybody who's listening, go check yes. out his uh, his TikTok, follow along, help the algorithm. Because really, I mean, you're educating the public. You're helping the entire, you know, blindness and low vision community when you're spreading, you know, awareness about what it's like and 
and that it is cool, right? Like people just don't understand vision as a spectrum and people see you with a cane and, you you know, if you're reading something and then all of a sudden they think you're faking it. Um, And Mm -hmm. so the more we can do to educate everybody that blindness is a spectrum, there's good days, there's bad days, there's, you know, some good vision, some terrible vision, and it changes all the time, the better. So thank you for what you're doing. And again, that's tunnel.vision6. So check him out. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciated y'all letting me uh, talk. <laughs> yes, it was so great to have you. And we're looking forward to continue to looking at your videos and sharing them out on the Leader Dog page as well. Because I think there were so many people that commented and even people who had Usher syndrome as well was like, wow, I relate to this so much. We should really quickly just define Usher syndrome really quickly because I don't yes. think we, we, I know we've talked about it in previous episodes, but Usher syndrome is the combination of retinitis pigmentosa along with a hearing impairment. So it's kind yes. of those twofold. So anybody who's listening who we've heard, you know, say Usher syndrome, it is both hearing loss and a visual impairment. So just to give you a little bit more, but thank you so much, Walker. Honestly, this is so great. Your story is so relatable and we appreciate what you're doing and the journey that you're on. Keep us posted with everything. And if there's any way we can help, please let us know. But we look forward to being a part of your life and seeing what happens next. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Taking the Lead podcast. I'm Leslie Hoskins with hosts Christina Hepner and Timothy Cunha. We hope you enjoyed hearing about Walker's leader dog experience and just his journey and social media. Please join us next time as we continue to dive into the world of blindness. And if you'd like to learn more about applying to our free services at Leader Dog, you can head to leaderdog.org or call us at 888-777-5332. Don't forget, you can reach us at takingthelead@leaderdog.org with any questions or ideas. If you like today's podcast, make sure to hit subscribe and check us out wherever podcasts stream.